Hey guys, welcome back to the Cruciform Life Podcast. This is a discussion-based podcast where three friends get together and talk about what a surrendered life to Jesus looks like in our everyday life, the ups and downs of doing life together. If you are to be a man of God, how you view the world and everything in it will be colored by the truth of His Word and His Son. Welcome back, guys. We are diving back into part two of what we were talking about last week, how humility shapes the man. And uh, we just thought it was such a good conversation on humility itself that we wanted to, to continue it. So last week we we discussed humility and what that looks like and um, kind of a couple different avenues with being a student, uh, being an employee, church servant, and friend. And uh, this week on this episode, we wanted to further that conversation. Maybe dive a little deeper. Dive a little deeper and uh, talk about what humility looks like being uh, as being a son, as being a husband, and being a father. So, Ben or Pat, what do you guys think on on the topic of, of being a son and, and how we can uh, live a humble life in that role um, in, in our walks? When we were talking about this and, you know, I got to give credit, you know, my wife really helped me organize uh, some thoughts in regards to this. And I, I feel like the, the son part was something that I feel like I'm, I'm deeply convicted about at times because I feel like we forget that, you know, we're all married with kids now. Right. We forget that God calls us to still you know, we're so busy looking at like our kids need to honor us, you know, and obey us, but we still have parents that we need to to honor and obey. And as a, as a son, there's moments where I feel like I'm, I'm struggling at times to, to still honor my, my mother and my father and especially my dad at times, you know, I think that he, you, you, sometimes you take for granted what, what you still have in those relationships, you know? And I think that, I think that one of the things that I'm trying to allow God to do in me and slowly sanctify in me is to make sure I'm cultivating time for my parents still and, and for my wife, for her parents, because I feel like we can easily get into the mundane of our schedules. And, you know, I mean, I've been off from work for a few days and I'm realizing I've barely talked to my parents, you know, and, you know, I think that some people, you, you, maybe your parental relations aren't that much of a, a a big, big deal to you. Maybe it's a cultural thing being Italian that, you know, you, you still are, your parents are a big part of your life. And I feel like we take for granted things. And I mean, my parents are getting older and man, like you, you, you kind of look at it and it's like, I only God knows how much time we have left right. with them, you know? Right. And I, I think that not to get heavy about it, it's just, I think that as a son, we're, we're called to still take care of our parents and, and allow them to speak into our lives. You know, I, I don't doctr- doctrinally agree with a lot of things that my parents believe, but they're still my parents, Yeah, you know? And I think that I feel like we, we, we forget that at times because now that we're, we're getting older, we're doing our things, we're working, we have our career, we have our families. We are very focused on what we're doing and trying to do it as best as we can. Mm -hmm. 
but we forget that they are there to help still. And they have valuable wisdom for us, even though we, we don't value it, but it is, it is valuable. It's so good, man. You basically described how I am right now too. And <laughs> I mean, I think with me, it, it, it comes because I, I probably truly take what I had for granted what I have and what yeah. I had as a kid growing up, my parents, even though we didn't necessarily have a lot, yeah, I was spoiled. Yeah. I, I, I was, my parents did everything for me. They still do too much for me, Yeah, you know, and <laughs> it's convicting as you're talking and I, I'm in the same exact boat and like so often my parents are, are reaching out to me and I'm not the one reaching out to them or they're the ones coming over to our house to see my daughter, my wife and I, and, and it's not us going there. And, you know, my dad just had like a knee replacement. So he's, he's, you know, I've been asking him how he's doing with that and he's stuff hobbling. like that, but like, well, Grasky. yeah, but it, it's like, why, why am I not asking, you know, what do you need help with around the house? Yeah. You know? And, and it's like you said, we're so focused on what we have to do as a husband, as a father, as, you know, leaders in our church. It's, being humble enough to make time to still serve our parents. Yeah. You know, and it is, it's convicting for me too. You know, you just said that like you were spoiled as a kid and I'm sitting here, I'm like, I'm still spoiled now. Yeah. My, I, like I, I can sit here and say like my kids are spoiled, but like my wife and I are spoiled by my parents. And like, I, I do a, I'm so I'm just convicted even as we're recording this episode, like, dude, I am, so bad at like honoring them and thanking them yeah you know because they they've given so much to us they've done so much for us even just my dad knows that like things have been crazy and he's retired now i've got nothing to do <laughs> but like he comes out he's mowed my lawn and twice now and it's like i had to hear it for him because there was no gas in the garage but i mean like <laughs> i still need to, I still need to think him, you know but and listen is it cut the way i normally do it no but my he wanted to help he's he's understanding that like i'm at work i'm trying to you know take care of my wife my kids and put food on the table and he's wants obviously probably something to do get away from my mom for a little bit but like <laughs> he's like let me go down and help you know, and I I think that one of the things that just strikes me so much about my parents is that if, if we just ask them to come down and, you know, watch the kids for a second so my wife or I can just run and grab something if we're in a pinch. One of the things that I'm so humbled is my dad will always be like, and my mom too will be like, no, you're not leaving. Stay home. Like, we'll just go get it for you. It's you awesome. know, we, we needed to make, we were making a, a meal for someone going through something and we realized we forgot the, the peppers in our online order and my dad he went down and he bought all the peppers we we need like 15 peppers we we're making stuff peppers and my dad typical fashions and pepper i don't know if I, you guys notice right now but pepper prices are like crazy and it was like 40 dollars in peppers wow and he wouldn't take a dime for it it's like it's that type of humility that it's yeah. so hard to sit here and in the moment but looking back on it it's like man like <sighs> I don't deserve that love. I really yeah. don't. And I'm thankful for it. And I don't know, dad, if you're listening, thank you, mom. Thank you. But yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to read this quote. It's by C.S. Lewis. And he says, true humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Oh, oh, so good. And, <laughs> and you can apply that to every single topic, yeah. but, um, 
man, as being a husband, that's that's it right there. Like true yeah. humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. And oh. you know, man, as a as a husband, Come on, you man. know, like you gotta convict me more. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's get honest. Let's get real. And, yeah. and it's true. Like we as husbands, we're all husbands sitting around this table here. And man. <laughs> it, it it's so it, it's so convicting for myself even saying that you know like to think of ourselves less and do we do it i mean probably not we're prideful we're uh self-centered you know beings i think as a nature in us uh is to think about ourselves first but um the beauty of marriage is you don't get it right up front you don't get it right as you continue on but eventually you learn to put your spouse before you yeah more and more as time goes on and yep. you know there's there's selfish moments but i think the further you walk with christ and the further you walk in marriage um you learn to put the other first before yourself in yeah. in everything yep in everything and i think that's a critical uh part of marriage is putting your spouse before you um in their thoughts in their emotions in uh where you go to dinner uh, when you decide to go out for date night, you know, where you're going to go on vacation, where, you know, to to put the other person first is is so much more beautiful than being selfish within that relationship. And, um, and, and ultimately, like, when you think about it from the perspective of Christ, right, the, the marriage of Christ to the church, yeah. Christ put us first yeah. by humbly coming to earth and dying on a cross and raising again three days later, like he humbled himself out of the love that he has for us as, you know, as his church, as his bride. And he put us first. He yeah. put us first in everything. And and we as husbands, we as Christians, like we are trying to be like Christ in everything that we do. And, and that simply in, in the marriage world is putting putting your spouse first. Um, your marriage is so much better when you do. And you can you can see the ramifications of when you become selfish in a moment, um, what that does to the relationship. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that quote by C.S. Lewis there, I think, applies to to all of these topics that we've talked about and we'll continue to talk about. Um, but I think so intrinsically is, is included in this this topic of being a husband in, in the marriage world. So, yeah. And we haven't we've, it's been quite a bit and we haven't really touched on marriage very much. So this is the it's first true. time we're kind of doing that. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's awesome. I felt like we could you could spend like an entire almost like year mm -hmm. talking about marriage. But the point, I think just, I wanted to hit on something that you're saying, Mike, is that when you, when you're trying to put your wife first, you can, you can do that. But I think that the struggle for me is like learning how to truly actually put her first in the way that she wants to be put first. Sure. Yeah. Like, definitely. you know, like I can see her and say like, babe, I want you to go get some time out and stuff like that. I want you to get out of the house get away from the kids but is that really even what she wants right right you know that's probably what i want for her because i think that like what she needs is a break yeah but like is that what she wants is that the break she wants right like in it, it like talking through things my our i think as guys our natural tendency is to fix fix, fix for sure yeah. you Absolutely. know and sometimes it's because we want to just fix and be able to move on to the next thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like, I've been very convicted that when she's talking to me about something, I'm trying my absolute hardest to just shut up and listen and, and literally just let her, let her get it out and let her talk about it. And when she's done, maybe offer a little bit of counsel, you know, and 
more just empathize with her because yeah. I feel like that's that's where so often I'm counsel, 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 and a little bit of empathy, you know. And I think that it's it's about learning how to actually put your wife first in in the way that they they need that. Yeah, and they, they that actually feels like they're first, not just what we think might, they might feel like they're first. Yeah. There's a big difference. Yes. I think that's something I need to learn as well. I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because it, it's so true. I, mean, I, I don't have it all together. Our minds are different. Yeah. Uh, you know, a man and a woman and, and like it's, it's exactly how you said it. We may not even know, you know, what we think in our mind is a break for her. Yeah. It may not mean necessarily what she wants. Yeah. And I think that it really is leaders of our homes. That is really true leadership right there yeah. is being humble enough to know the needs and wants yeah. of those who you're leading yeah. and to be in tune with that. Sure. And to sure. lead humbly. Yeah. Yeah. And that rolls right into being a father, Pat, you know, knowing the needs and the wants. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say to that? Cause you're a dad too, Pat. So yeah. look at you just being so on point right now. <laughs> So being a father, um, yeah. How do you how do you humbly lead your family and and your kids as that role as dad? I mean, I try. Practically speaking, I think to humbly lead your family and kids specifically, you you try and not to be um, the know it all. I guess if I can use that sure. term. Um, actually, I mean, my daughter is still very young. She's not even two yet. But in just preparing for, she's pretty smart already, already <laughs> thinking she knows what she wants. But I guess just as she gets older and just in ta- taking their feelings, their thoughts into consideration, still being there for, you know, for offering fatherly wisdom, but also similarly with what you said about your wife, being in tune with what, with what they, with how they're, they're feeling, I guess, and, yeah, and, well, and what they may want. And knowing what your daughter might need, you know. Yeah, exactly. What she might, well, trying to understand what she might be thinking, yeah. you know, and what I, I feel like for just for me seeing, I, we're still trying to figure out fatherhood, you know, yeah. We're, yeah, our kids definitely. are all, our kids are all still, you know, very, very little. Your, your oldest is under. the, the oldest of the clan. And, you know. I feel like one of the things that has convicted me and it's not just me, it's not just my wife, it's cousins, it's everybody, but like we have one of our nephews old old like iPods that's broken and my oldest refers to it now as his phone. <laughs> and you know, walking around uh he actually woke up this morning and I, I tried getting a recording so I could send to you, but it didn't come out very well. <laughs> he woke up and said, Daddy, your oldest texted me. And he's like, I gotta I gotta text him back. And he, he's like, Where's my phone, Daddy? And it's like you see your kids bring out the best and the worst in you. Yeah. And yeah. you I think that one of the things that has humbled me has been I looked back at some older photos and I'm already sitting there like, where the heck did the time go already? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yours just recently started playing soccer and yep. where the heck did we get to this point already? Yeah. You know, and I'm sure you're thinking that quite a bit. Just a couple of years ago, you and I were just meeting. I was playing college soccer. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, yeah, it's I, crazy. I think just being there to try and try to figure out what the heck might be on our kids' minds mm-hmm. and, and yeah. trying to put down 
the things that we might want to be doing yeah and just play on the floor with them right yeah you know even though the the car rug you go in the same circles over and over and over again but to them it makes them so happy and you see them become this vibrant vibrant little little human being and the joy that comes over them with when their dad plays with them is unreal yeah yeah i i think the the most humbling experience for me personally as being a dad and being a father is having to apologize to a toddler yeah and after they just punched you in the face or you know whatever they did they slapped you whatever you know and and you blew up and got mad, you know, and ha- having to sit them down and, and say, I'm sorry, yeah, is, man, one of the most humbling experiences of your life. But it's so needed because it shows your kids that you're not perfect. Yeah, It shows you mm-hmm. that you still need the grace of God. You, It shows that you're still a work in progress. For because sure. the reality is, until the day that we die, we're always going to be a work in progress, right? Yeah. Like, we're yeah. never going to be fully perfect. Obviously, we're, you know seen righteous in God's eyes, but, um, that's only through his son, Jesus. But ultimately like we're never, we're never fully going to be, you know, fully humble. We're never going to get to the point where we don't, we don't have any bit of pride in our heart. Yeah. We will always have some bit of pride in some way, shape and form of, of some aspect of our life. You know, I, I hate to admit, but you know, there's been more times than I care to admit, you know, that I've had to apologize to my kids. Yeah. And say, I'm sorry for getting upset with you. I'm sorry for, you know, yelling and, and getting loud, you know. And having your kids sit there and recognize, even when they're young, that you're saying that you're sorry, I think goes a long way for for who they see you as as their father. Yeah. You know, and there might be some out there that disagree with that. But it, it, my personal belief is that kids need to see that you're not perfect and that you get it wrong and that when you do get it wrong, because everybody does, yeah, you go to them and say, "Hey, buddy, you know, I messed up. I'm really sorry. Can you, you know, will you forgive me?" Yeah, for sure. In, in allowing them to see that, and because I think ultimately it points our kids to see that that dad still needs Christ in his life. Yeah. That dad's not perfect. Yeah. That that I rely on the grace of God just as much as my my kids should. Right. And in those moments, it's a, it's ultimately a teaching lesson. Um, I, I wish they didn't have to happen, but the reality is, of being, you know, sinful nature in my own heart, they do, yeah. you know, they do yeah. get angry and upset and yell cause they threw a Lego across the room or, you know, whatever it is, you know, that, that we have to move forward on. But that for me is hands down one of the most humbling events that happens probably every couple of days of my house, unfortunately, <laughs> but, um, that's the reality, but you know, the Lord's working on me in, in, in being a father and, in, in humbling me, yeah. um, through having my kids and, and having to teach them and point them to God and in, in every aspect of life and attitudes and emotions and, uh, the way that they think about things should be seen through the lens of, of the gospel and ultimately, uh, to see Jesus in all things. So for sure. For sure. I think that one of the things that I'd, I'm reflecting on as you're talking, Mike, it, and as a father, you, I'm learning that it's one thing to love your kids, but it's also, it's another to love them in like the lens of Christ still, because ultimately we have this entitlement that our kids are ours. 
Right. But right. our kids are Christ. Yeah, absolutely. They yeah. belong to the Lord. And, you know, I met a guy that I've known of, but I had the privilege of getting to know him at, at the bonfire. And he, a few years back, lost one of his daughters to cancer. And I sat there and I'm in this awkward position because I'm like, what the heck can I say to this guy? Like what, Yeah. what can I possibly say that's not some sentimental platitude, you know, or some, I don't know the pain this guy feels like, are right. you kidding me? And it just made me think of a few, now a, a while back where my middle son had to be taken to the ER and how I'm sitting there thinking like all these things that could go wrong. And I feel like we have a tendency and it, it, listen, it's not a bad thing to love your kids this much, but I feel like I'm convicted of trying to hold on to my kids too much already. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is that like we need to be humble in the sense that we need to understand that everything we have in life belongs to God. Absolutely. And ultimately he's the giver and taker and he is Lord. And when we say he's Lord, that means we allow him to reign and rule in our life. Yeah. And trust him through it. That's right. That's right. And I feel like it was a humbling experience getting to know this guy because honestly, I don't know how he does it. And he's like, he's my hero, man. Because like, I'm sitting here, like I'm worrying my kids having a reaction to uh, antibiotic. Like, am I going to lose them? You know, what could happen? Could he, is it something more than this? And, you know, we have the most wonderful job of being a former student, uh, an employee, a church a friend, son, husband, father. But ultimately, we have the ultimate work of being a Christ follower. And, yeah. you know, I'm just convicted of as we talk about our kids, like even holding on to this life too tightly. Yeah, that, like, definitely. I, I need to be more open to God ruling and reigning in my life and and walking me through being a son, husband and father specifically to, you know, just this episode, but like not holding on to everything that I want and believe in too tightly and letting God do what he needs to do in my life and, and trust him that it's making me more like him and, you know, and seeing that come to fruition. It's so good, man. It's just believing, truly believing that everything in this life is God's. Yeah. Everything, every person everything that we have, everything that he's blessed us with. And and ultimately that should bring that humility. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because that, that also allows us to, to love all these people that we might interact with more and love them better and, and to love them the way that Christ designs it. You know, I guess just to wrap up what I, I guess maybe I got on a rabbit trail there, but like to wrap it up is that like looking back on these things like allows me to love my kids better because I'm not trying to hold on to every little thing about them. When I can, when I keep in my mind that they are gifts from God, yeah. it allows me to love them the way that they, they're, they should be loved, Yeah, you know, and even everyone, just as you're saying, Pat, it, it, this allows us to walk out our life the way Christ designed it designed it thanks guys for joining us on this episode of the cruciform life just wanted to make mention to check us out on our social media pages and give us a follow and subscribe to our podcast 